So my friends, uh, today we're really getting into some of the meat of our Lord's Sermon on the Mount. This is the fifth chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Uh, and there's a few points about it. Um, we need to really understand that our religion is not just about what we believe intellectually. It's not enough to just say like, okay, if I can recite the creed, I'm a Christian, it's all good. Rather, it needs, that needs to shape how we live morally. And that this is so much part of our religion. It's not just knowing the facts and even believing the facts, but that then needs to shape our entire life. Now, all of this starts with um, a context that we may not understand. Jesus, we hear, went up the mountain and he sat down. Jesus is the new Moses who went up the mountain and received from God the commandments, and then brought them back down to the people. Well, Jesus goes up the mountain, and he is seated, uh, which signifies a position of authority. And he teaches, and like, listen to some of what he said. Like, you have heard that it was said by Moses, right? But I say to you. Like, that authority that our Lord claims for himself is pretty incredible. Like, it'd be, like, it'd be bigger than me saying, like, hey, Pope Francis said this week this and that, but I say, like, no, 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 it should be Pope Francis said, and I agree, full stop, right? Or, and I, I, yeah, we should really, someone who has greater authority can say, you've heard it said from God through Moses, this and that, but I say to you, Jesus is claiming an authority um, as he's doing the teaching. And what we get in this is that Jesus' teaching is not just about the law, that we need to keep the law, absolutely, but uh, how our Lord instructs us to act is not just about the law, okay? Like, the law says, uh, you shall not kill, you shall not murder, actually. Um, But I say to you, whoever's angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, that it goes beyond the law. As Christians, we're called to have an interior transformation. That it's not just enough. Like even Sunday Mass. You need to come to Sunday Mass. It's a rule. It's a law. You have to come and worship God on Sunday or on Saturday night. But like, if you're in the church and just playing on your phone uh, and not here in heart, well, yeah, have you met the base obligation? Sure. But have you really worshiped God Have we really given God this time? You know, now all of us get distracted at times, um, but it's really we should be striving for an interior transformation. This is what Christianity is about. It's about that God gives us the power, and it's his own power. Our Lord gives us his own power, his own grace, transforms us from the inside. That as Christians, we're strengthened to live a higher life. Uh, And so let's break these down a little bit. Uh, You shall not, you've heard it said that you shall not kill. And whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Anger is one of the seven um, capital vices. It's one of the capital comes from like the, um, the head of a stream, the beginning of a stream from which all other vices throw. And so anger uh, flows. So anger is one of those vices that in anger, when we have anger in our hearts, That gives rise to all kinds of actions. 
Uh, and so it's not enough. It's a, we can't be angry. It's not enough to say, yeah, I'm really angry, but I didn't kill someone. Like, no, no, it's, we have to be transformed interiorly. We have to ask our Lord to help us. Uh, the virtue which counters anger is the virtue of meekness. Now, two weeks ago, if we had not had the presentation, we would have heard the Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek. Meekness governs anger. Meekness is not anger. Meekness is not weakness. It's not cowardice. Rather, it's, it allows us to govern our anger. That when we're angry about something, when, we, when something causes in us um, a sense of righteous indignation, frustration, meekness allows us to govern that. That we don't have angry outbursts. That we don't um, start trash-talking people. That we don't break our relationships and that we absolutely do not kill. Um, that we are transformed from the inside through the virtue of meekness. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. It's not enough to just say, oh yeah, no, don't worry. I have all kinds of lustful thoughts, but I don't commit any actions. Like, right? Never gets to the level of action. Well, no, that's not good enough. Our heart needs to be transformed through the virtue of chastity, which is contrary to lust. And chastity is present even within marriage. Chastity governs the sexual appetite. And so with the virtue of chastity, uh, we learn to not be controlled by sexual desires, but rather that we can rationally um, approach all forms of desire and that it doesn't take charge of us. It doesn't take hold, give us a type of tunnel vision and lead us into sinful action. Um, that it's not enough just to say, oh, no, like, I only went this far, I only did the, you know. It's kind of like, I shouldn't have a relationship with this person, but I have no problem flirting with them, right? Like, no, don't do that. Like, that's, let's not just say, like, how close can I get to the line without crossing it? Like, no, no, no. We need to be transformed in heart that we have the virtue of chastity. And with the virtue of chastity, we're able to really see people at, not as objects, but we can see them as human beings, as persons, as beloved sons and daughters of Almighty God. We can see them in all of their dignity. Our world, uh, through the proliferation of so much garbage, particularly on the internet, has gotten to the point where we just see people and we judge them based on sexual value. Uh, and this is a, a scourge in our society. You know, our Lord says, if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away. If your, hand, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. You know, maybe Lent coming up. If your iPhone or Android or laptop or tablet causes you to sin, throw it away. It's better to go to heaven with a flip phone than not at all, right? Uh, we really need to uh, see what are the causes of sin. If it's not good for me to be around this particular person or that particular person, um, it's going to cause uh, the risk of infidelity in my marriage or it's going to cause the risk of just unchastity. Well, then don't spend time alone with them, right? It's all the things we need to... Fights against sin need to be won hours in advance or even days in advance and not just like, oh, well, I'll be strong enough in the moment of actual opportunity. No, no, no. We need to have interior transformation. We need to be strengthened on the inside. That's the virtue of chastity. 
which allows us to apply reason in the midst of difficult situations. With this point in particular, I do want to say there's a great resource. I should have printed out some cards or something for it. It's called Purity is Possible. Purityispossible.com is the website. And it goes through a lot of the psychological elements of temptation, particularly against chastity, but with a lot of other sins as well, and how to uh, stay in a good frame of mind and how to win fights against um, sin hours in advance. Uh, Purityispossible.com. It's a very great resource. Again, you've heard it said to your ancestors, you shall not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, don't swear at all. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. The virtue of honesty, that we live as children of the light, that we're honest and straightforward, we don't lie, and we don't even tell half-truths, right? No, yes means yes, no means no. God is truth. God is the truth. And so when I live in the truth, let me tell you, in my own life, I've never told a single lie that I've been glad, like, let me tell, I'm so glad that I lied in that situation. Like, everyone, every single one, things would have been better if I just told the truth right up front, right? And not even half-truths, just straight up front um, truth, always with charity, right? We shouldn't go around to someone that we don't like and be like, hey, I gotta tell you the truth. I really don't like you. Like, you're a mean person. No, no, no. Truth and charity. But let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. We need interior transformation. These are the three areas of the Sermon on the Mount that our Lord focuses on today. That we should counter our anger with meekness, our lust with chastity, and our dishonesty and lying with honesty and uprightness in the truth. My friends, as Christians, we're called to upright living. It's not enough to just be here for an hour a week. It's not enough to just know the creed and be able to answer the questions. We have to change each of us how we live. We have to be transformed from the inside out. Not just saying, well, I'm keeping the law, so that's enough. No, no. God cares about the inside. God cares about the heart. In the responsorial psalm, the last, um, the last one of the last sections that we read, give me discernment that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. We want to keep the law of the Lord, yes, but we want to do it with all our heart, not begrudgingly or in a legalistic way, but with our heart. Because we love not just the law, and we love not just this form of life, but we love the lawgiver himself, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who today instructs us as his disciples how to live in a way keeping with him so that he can lead us by an upright life to true beatitude, to lasting blessedness.